Welcome to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind Meeting for podcast for Friday, May 6th of 2022. And with us today is myself, Richard Cleary, resident host, Matt Holker, the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. She's going to tell you what parts. Hi, everybody. I'm in Guanacaste, which is the northern Pacific region of Costa Rica. And I have classes in Liberia and Playa del Coco. Welcome. Thank you. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Hello, everyone. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hi there, Sifu. Thank you very much. Uh, the school is New Jersey Tai Chi. I uh, also have an instructor in Fairlawn, New Jersey, Paul Shansky. Great to be here. Thank Welcome. you. Bill Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello. Hello. Mark Mashad in Michigan. He's going to tell you what parts. Hi, it's the uh, Midwest Michigan area covering Grand Rapids and Lansing area. Welcome. Jared Blakesmith in Cleveland, Ohio. Hello, hello. I'm uh, just west side of Cleveland, uh, mostly in Lakewood and Berea. Ty Talbert, currently in Austin, Texas. Hey, y'all. No, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. In San Antonio, Texas. Okay, I hear sorry. a hey, y'all. <laughs> you haven't Jim, been here that long. Jim hey. Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. That's right, Boca Raton. More importantly, you can visit us at uh, West Boca Tai Chi on the World Wide Web Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, okay, so the talks we've been given here for the last few weeks, and this will be the end of the series on that, is about the Clear Tai Chi Family Gathering. It's a yearly event. It happens the first full weekend in June, and the, uh, it's going to be a great time, and um, the different folks who've been speaking, they are going to be doing an hour, hour and a half a uh, workshop presentation. There will be a banquet on Saturday night. There will be a panel discussion at that banquet. There'll be demonstrations. There'll be, we're at the hotel. Um, and so there'll be a lot of push hands going on and before, during and after events and all kinds of fun to be had if you're interested in that and want to do that and you're serious about your Tai Chi in any way, shape or form, uh, then you're gonna wanna attend. And the web address for that is taichigathering.com It's going to be a blast, guys. We're looking forward to seeing everybody. And if you want to see these folks, these celebrities that you've been seeing on here in person, they'll be there. <laughs> okay. So today's topic begins with, and we've got two, and so each one of them is going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but, but not tons. Just, you know, we're going to get to it here. And so uh, the first one is Matt Holker. His topic is going to be, if I only knew. If I knew then what I knew now, what I know now, um, and I know this is true for, you know, pretty much everyone uh, on the call, I'm sure there's, there's some skill that you had from like the beginning of your training that if you only knew where that went, you would have done things differently. You would have put more time and attention into that or somehow uh, it would have changed your training for you. And I definitely have, that, that kind of story and that moment for myself. And, and what I'm actually going to be teaching at the gathering is the one exercise that Sifu Clear gave me that really made all that difference for me. Um, but what I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about today is what was that for you or what is that for you? Uh, you know, I, I want to talk more about kind of what inspired me to teach this workshop and, and explore for you guys what, it, what are the skill sets that you if, you, if you knew then what you know now that you would have done a little bit differently, what are the like maybe basic skill level Tai Chi skills or what you consider kind of elementary Tai Chi skills that you would have spent more time on or made more of a priority? And so the way I want you guys to answer um, for, for this question for the moment is uh, go ahead and send uh, Sifu Clear um, a private chat. Uh, like a private message 
Um, Will it come through on there? And it'll come through uh, here um, and I'll see it and hopefully you won't influence each other's answers that way. Um, and I'll be able to get kind of a good sense of where, where people's uh, heads are at and see where there's some overlap. And then we can kind of address the chunks in groups. Um, so, so think about this for a minute. And while you're thinking about it, um, you know, the, the, what is the, the, the question again is what is like the basic skill or kind of the elementary Tai Chi skill that if you knew then what you know now, you would put a bunch more time and attention into it earlier in your training. Um, and so while you're, uh, while you're thinking about that and while you're sharing your answers with me here, um, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my story and my experience with that. So when I first started working here, it was, it was in um, 2015 and in spring of 2016, so I've been working here for a little less than a year. I'd already been doing the training for about four years. I'd been training from the videos and from the online courses and doing workshops, but um, I'd only been training here live for about a year, but I'd been working through the stuff for about four years. And I was just getting ready. I was just getting to a point in like kind of my position with the organization and with, with Secret Clear where he was going to start taking me on the road. Um, he was going to start taking me out to the workshops with him that we were doing out far and wide. And one day in the office, he turned to me and he said, Matt, we got to get your skill up. And uh, I said, well, um, great. Okay. How, how do we do that? And I really thought that he was going to share something, you know, completely new and mind blowing and, uh, and just something I had never seen before. I just, I don't know why I just assumed that what we were going to work on was going to be some higher level secret or some next step or something new. And what, in, what I got instead was an exercise that was a fairly simple exercise that I had actually seen before. And I kind of seen a lot. Um, and it was a very basic, basic exercise that's in a lot of the level one material. There's a version of it in the level one Tai Chi. The exercise itself directly is in the level one push hands program. Uh, it's something that we even do in the first Fogung workshop. Um, and it's in a lot of kind of our entry level material. And when he showed it to me, I said, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, but that's so basic. <laughs> And he said, yeah, but you need to do it really, really well. And, uh, and so I did, and he checked me on it every day. And every single day I put a little more time into it. And this went on for years. Um, and so at some point I started to really get the value of the exercise. I started to really see how it was helping me in all sorts of areas of my Tai Chi and my development and how it was opening a bunch of doors for me. And then it dawned on me, like, why I really needed to be doing that work. And then I started to see it everywhere. And it started to become, like, the answer for people. It was like, oh, you need to be doing this exercise more. And, of course, you know, it wasn't always the answer. But that's how it, that's how it came across to me because it was such a, an eye-opening kind of a thing. Once I really got what the exercise did and what it opened up for me. Um, and so now, <laughs> excuse me. Hopefully you've all had a chance to kind of um, mull that over and- I had to hold down that and then scroll it that way. I couldn't get it to move just in a nice way without doing that. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So lots of good answers. Lots of good answers. All right, so. By the way, if you didn't say it already, it's the, the skill I showed him was one skill and it was kind of towards the first thing that everybody learns. And I do tend to put a minute into it. We all do when we first teach, then we kind of go on. And it's one that a lot of people don't get the deeper, profound aspects of it. And so they, they, they don't exactly discount it. They just don't realize how important it is. And, there, and you could say that about a bunch of things. Um, this one particular one done right, it's going to lend itself to a, how a bunch of the other ones happen, not everything, 
but enough that it's going to make some difference if somebody's doing it versus not doing it. And there's a bunch of basic skills we can say that about. Um, so I'll let him pick up from there and continue. Yeah. So, all right. So get this off our screen and, uh, all right. So we've had a lot of good answers. Um, so, uh, at least one of you said Zhang Ding. Um, who was that? If you don't mind, Harry. Yeah. All right. And Harry, you guys have seen me teach on that where we've gone somewhere where it was like people expecting something super advanced and they teach about Zhang Ding and they're almost disappointed that happened in Cleveland, um, actually. But the uh, but then they're picking up all the stuff that they didn't realize the Zhang Ding would deliver that kind of a skill or ability. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so uh, so Harry, what was it? Uh, uh, can you elaborate on that more? What is it about Zhang Ding that you sort of know now? <laughs> that you wish you knew before that it, that is opened up for you because of that training. Thank you. Yes. Um, and actually I was there in Cleveland for that. And, and, and I will admit I was a little <laughs> disappointed going, ah, Zhang Ding. Okay. Um, but whoa. Um, and not that I didn't have any of that at all, but it keeps, you can't be good enough at that. I mean, you know, you can always refine it. So um, it gives you, a level of power, it gives you proper pung, it makes your energy flow that much better. Um, when I, you know, so we talk about things I wish I had started way back when I, when I was first learning Tai Chi, I was at a school that wasn't teaching that. It was completely empty. And not that they wouldn't give you any posture alignment change, but it, 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 wasn't, uh, it wasn't that. They weren't teaching Zhang Ding. Um, when I push hands regularly, um, it makes an enormous difference. The more uh, that alignment is correct, the more I have that upper connection combined with the deep root, um, that you're like a springboard. Somebody just, they come right off of you. It looks like um, magic. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks, it looks like it might be fake. And that's one of those things for those YouTube videos. It's just that people that don't know, don't know. So they're looking at it, not understanding what they're seeing. Um, so, and, and I'm constantly uh, giving corrections to my students on that. Oh, oh, Zhang Ding, you're leaning forward or, you know, whatever the case may be. And when you show someone how having it off just a little bit gives people that handle on you and then you become completely neutral, they're like, whoa. But guess what? Even with that understanding, you still need to be constantly reminded for it to really sink in and become natural for you. And that does take a while. Yeah. Okay. So um, if, if I had started that, you know, 15 years ago, I'd be that much better now. So I wish I was getting that, you know, way, way back. Um, but I'm thankful to have the understanding and the, and the training at this point. It makes a huge difference. So, um, so you mentioned uh, a couple things that Zhang Ding helps you with and informs there. Um, and uh, a couple of people on the call here mentioned that relaxation and softness are things that they are that they would have prioritized or put more um, time and attention to you in, into earlier in their training. Zhang Ding, obviously, well, maybe maybe it's not obvious, but Zhang Ding does really help a lot with being able to relax um, and, you know, having that central alignment allows you to kind of open up and, and release tensions that you would have to hold otherwise in order to support yourself if you're leaning. Um, so those of you who said relaxation was more of a priority, um, what is it about that, uh, that, 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 that has opened up for you or that you know now that makes you say you would have put more focus into that part earlier in your training, um, or if it's easier to answer it this way, why is it that you didn't put more time or attention into that earlier in your training? Art? Um, I, I put relaxation because while Tai Chi or relaxation is like almost said in the same breath as, as Tai Chi, but it just, it was part of it. And um, now I look at it as a, a big part of it, but almost a, a thing in itself that I 
realized I would have done a lot better to have done more and deeper relaxation initially, as opposed to being uh, just quote unquote soft and relaxed. That now when I um, do the relaxing and relaxing sort of the underlying system that like that sort of holds everything together and I can relax much more deeper, everything feels that much more powerful. Um, and, and, and also it, um, in relation to Zhang Ding, um, as I'm trying to, you know, work on Zhang Ding, I realized that it, um, if I were more relaxed, relaxed, I could um, develop my structure better because I find I'm getting my structure in line and then there's more tension and I need to let that go. So I'm, you know, again, with Tai Chi working on everything, but um, I found um, if I had spent more time sort of actively relaxing in, in a sense um, and just um, getting deeper and deeper relaxed, so to speak, um, my Tai Chi and push hands and everything would be much more developed and, and powerful. So it sounds like you kind of got to a point in the training where you were able to relax more and it, and it just opened up kind of a bunch of stuff you had been working on already. Is that, is that a fair? That's, that's, that's exactly it. Like um, with um, sort of the, the guidance of Sifu Clear, where he, he directed the, the relaxation process and indicated, well, you, you relax and then sort of relax even deeper than that. And I believe it was something to the effect of relax, the relaxation process, I think, um, that, that then I could feel that like there was a whole subsystem that or sub layer that I could relax. And that was just, that seemed to increase um, not just literally my, my relaxation, but my sense of sort of substance and power in a sense. Um, yeah, you mentioned it not the tense power, but just the relaxed power. Um, so yeah, that's um, what what you said was exactly the way I felt about it. Yeah, great, Ty. I know you also um, said that relaxation would have been more of a priority for you early on. Um, anything more to elaborate on that point or share on that? Yes, um, I have three things that when I'm working on them, I know if I want to enhance them, I need to relax more. And the three that I can think of right off the top of my head is Pung or any sort of thing that deals with energy. The more relaxed I am, the better the energy flows. Um, then Ting. And I realized that, you know, Ting's hard to achieve. I realized how rare it is to find someone who really has it and that when I've tried to use my ting on animals, and I have something that's happened recently where I was doing that, um, that if they were more relaxed than I was, then it really cut off the amount of ting that I had. Yeah. And my animals seem to have more relaxation going on than I did. And so that's how I practice my ting. And then the last one is zhongding, that if I want to be more of aware of especially a situation I think that might be dangerous, then I need to be as relaxed as possible to feel what's going on around me. Mm. So I didn't realize that all of those things were enhanced by being soft and relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was there someone I missed in there who, who also said relaxation? I don't think so, but no. Okay. All right, um, so uh, uh, Jim, I'm pretty sure it was you said uh, structure and, uh, and removing the double weighted error. Um, no, I, I think I may have gone a little bit too in depth and I had mentioned the, uh, the water fighting. 
Oh, the water. Yes. The water fighting. Yes. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, let's, let's get back to that. Who was the one who said structure and double air Mark? <clears throat> yeah, that was me. Um, okay. Yeah. When I, when I said structure um, in my mind, um, I think of the structure as being the, the kind of the 10 points we look at the double weighting, uh, the Zhang Ding, and then also the Thron, three Dantians linear because it's all things that will, if you do those things correctly, other skills will work better almost organically, like sure. naturally. And uh, so I kind of think of them all as one, one kind of um, umbrella. And, uh, and so it, early on, you know, I, I put a lot of time into the 10 points, uh, not a lot of time into Zhang Ding and, and almost none into three Dantian's linear, uh, only because there's a little bit of the monkey mind thing going on where there's so much you're, you, you have to look at and learn. You're, you're jumping around going, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. There's a lot of skills you have to work on. And so probably looking at it, I would have devoted more time to those three things, the, you know, the Zhang Ding structure and the three Dantian's linear. Um, and, and I find that that's probably my... Um, like I, I, I do okay, like with mind type skills and stuff. Um, my uh, kryptonite is the structural issues, the, the injuries and stuff that I have that are still in there. Mm -hmm. And so I find that like now what happens is if I have someone who's less skilled than me, every, almost everybody who does push hands with me, they almost always target the vertebra that the lower ribs attach uh, to. Yeah. They all go to the same... It's like I know where they're going. Do you know what I mean? They all are drawn to the same place. Uh -huh. And so if somebody is less skilled than I, I can use my mind to redirect around it and, and neutralize it. But I yep. can't do that with people who are more skilled than me. And so I have to I have to repair that. All these structural issues have to really be repaired to move forward. And I wish, I guess, that's if I had to go backwards, I would have done, done that more thoroughly. Done it earlier, yeah. All right, um, Sheila, was it, uh, were you the one who said walking? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so here. as soon as you asked the question. Sorry? Oh, Go ahead. She, I didn't hear you. Oh, I just, I just didn't care to share more about that. Oh yeah, so as soon as you said, as soon as you asked your question, I thought of about 15 things. <laughs> um, but then I thought of it from the perspective of um, observing my students, like what I know and where they're going, what do I need to emphasize more to make sure they, they arrive in good shape? And walking, I consider to be foundational, right? Because if you have done the walking enough, then you don't have to think about it so much in the future, right? You wanna do it until your body just knows how to do it because that's the foundation of the form. If you don't have the walk right, if you don't have the feet, you know, the, the, the lower part of your body, then you can't think about the movement up top, right? So um, that's the main reason I said walking, because I think it's something that you need to be able to do smoothly and without necessarily putting a lot of, you know, thought or attention to it. But in order to get it to that point, you have to practice it quite a bit. Right. Well, yeah, and so what I'm hearing you say is it's not just, you know, walking, obviously, it's it's the Tai Chi walking with the Oh, good of course, yes. I'm talking about the Tai Chi walk, yes. Yeah, yeah, so so what you're really talking about, is, but what I'm hearing is you're talking about maintaining that whole body connection all the way through while you're moving, you know, covering space. That's essentially, you know, what, uh, what the, the kind of the basic skill is, um, you know, that Tai Chi walking really emphasized that emphasizes that way. Um, and so, you know, in a lot of ways, what you're saying is it's, it's very similar to what other people have said is keeping that good Zhang Ding and sure. while you're, you know, moving around and doing stuff. Um, does that. Yes. I, Practicing as, as Sifu likes to say, it's not practice that makes perfect. It's perfect. Practice makes perfect. Right. And so if you get your walk down, then you're able to relax into it and you're going to have better structure and you'll, you'll feel the Zhang Ding and all these things. If you haven't practiced the walk correctly, 
then they're not going to happen. Maybe yeah. they will during, you know, the Qigong, but not during the twin. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Jim, before I get to the water fighting thing, um, I want to give uh, Jared and Phil a chance to weigh in here. Um, Jared, what is the what is the like basic skill or the entry level Tai Chi thing that you would have put more time into if you knew then what you know? Fundamental, or yeah, the fundamental of Tai Chi. Um, I uh, so I I had written down. Uh, having an understanding how the E works, how intense goes into it. So when I first started martial arts and even like through my 20s, like it was only really kind of a uh, an emphasis on better muscles and better body control and really just kind of like, you know, okay, if this is coming in, do that. But as I learned about E, uh, um, I learned that like you can't root properly or you can't root as well without intense. Um, <clears throat> ting, I feel doesn't work right. If I'm not, my mind's not agile enough to see what's going on. Um, like other people have said, Zhang Ding, if I can't feel my own structure, then I can't attain it. So I, try, I feel like that's like the most important thing to me that if I knew earlier, that there's some very deep internal skills that are very accessible then I think my training would have uh, taken off much, much earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's a, it's a really, I'm, I'm glad you you said what you did about it because when I first saw your answer there, my immediate response was like, E, that's not a beginner level skill, but it is because uh, it, you know a certain level of it is, even in our Tai Chi level one program, most of the basic skills what we call the basic skills in clear Tai Chi level one are a form of mind focus or attention that you're putting into your form and that you're doing your form with. And it is really a fundamental in that way. Um, and a fundamental of Tai Chi and the way we do our Tai Chi. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you said that because I really wouldn't have thought of it that way if I hadn't heard you say it. Um, but you know, that's why we do these. So <laughs> I even think that uh, the form needs to have, uh, like, I have older people in my class right now, so fighting is kind of like, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to make them fight each other, right? <laughs> There's no going to be any 80-year-old kumite or anything like that. Um, but I show them, if I'm showing them the form, if that's the kind of week we're having, I want to show them what, how much energy I have to use in my body physically so that when I'm not in, so like, you know, I'll, I'll demonstrate with Hannah or something like that. And then when we're doing it in the air, like we still need to have, like we're trying to generate that much power. And the E is very important for that. I have to be able to, yeah, I might need to feel how much energy that is at one point, but if I never seen an application and I don't know how much force I'm supposed to use, I'm just waving my hands around. Mm -hmm. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Phil. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, Phil, you're on mute. Anyway, so I'm sorry. I somehow I, I missed something and I, I was not prepared for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'll do the best I can. So. I, I'm not sure exactly if this is an, a, a beginning skill or a higher level skill. And it's just something that I sort of ran into very recently. And it has like, it, it has all kinds of implications. So, so it's the whole issue of releasing in addition to relaxing. And, and so when I release, a lot of times when I relax, or I think this is true of everybody, when we just focus on relaxing, we tend to collapse. It's hard not to do that. And I find that when I go to release, my structure almost falls together automatically. And then I can relax and I just need to pay attention to either not changing my alignment or waving through as I, as I relax. 
and then I can reduce tension some more. But this allows me to keep to 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 fall into structure very naturally, and not to have to make a, a bunch of specific conscious adjustments to get into line. It just it's something that helps me. And the, and the other cool thing about it is that what I find is that if I use release, I can use that to drop root very nicely. And it's a different process. And and most up until now, I've been pushing to create root. And the problem with pushing is when you push, you create some tension. So I'm exploring this, but as a way to progressively reduce tension to go from the alternation between relaxing between releasing and relaxing, it seems to work quite nicely for me. Yeah, cool. All right, Jim, I know you meant something specific by water fighting, and I'm really curious to hear what that was um, and what that is. Well, you know, and hearing, you know, everybody else speak and, you know, the the basics of the the Jean Ding and the bo proper body alignment and uh, the song or the relaxation and the, you know feeling the chi or the ting, they're they're all components of the water fighting or where it leads to. I guess it was more advanced, uh, a more advanced thought. Uh, but as somebody that started off in, in the martial arts as a necessity, you know, I, I was riding the, the double R train at uh, one or two in the morning through lower Manhattan and Brooklyn. And, and it was, you know, there was a need for, for some sort of defense and self-defense and, and a lot of the other arts like the Shotokan I originally started in at the black belt level, you know, your second or third degree katas were had more to do with relaxing than the explosive movement of the, you know, of the, the lower katas. And, you know, I, I did boxing for a while. And you know what, if you stood in a ring in front of somebody and you, you got punched in the head enough times, you sort of learn to relax and, and take it. And same, same thing on the mats in, you know, in, in jujitsu. But all of these arts, this came much later. And I was impressed with Sifu's explanation of the, the water fighting at, at one of the workshops and, and how even at a beginner's level, you can start practicing it and start realizing the concepts behind it. Even before you've, you've, you've gotten to master you know, sinking and, and, and relaxing and emptying and all of these other things that, that are components of the water fighting method. So it's nice to have a look at it, even if you're not at the, that, that doctorate level or that graduate level, even to just see it at, at the middle school level and being able to recognize, okay, I have to work on this a little bit more or this is this, this feeling of emptiness. You know, if I get hit and I'm empty, the force travels through me. Whereas if I'm stiff and I'm too rigid, you take a shot and it goes right to your skeleton, <laughs> you know, and it stays there. So, so these are all different concepts that I, I wish I had a little bit more knowledge of earlier on in you know, I mean, way early as a, you know, as a 14 year old, this would have been great, <laughs> but right. here I am approaching <laughs> 60 and, uh, and, and I'm saying, gee, it would have been nice to have this back when, <laughs> but I, I hope it wasn't too far from what you were asking. No, Matt. No, I, I love it because, um, I mean, you answered it from a little different context, uh, than, you know, than the other folks on the call, but, but what you basically, what, what, what you basically just said is that everything everyone else just said, you appreciate more because you saw the water fighting workshop, like the Zhang Ding and the structure and the, and the, the softness and the relaxation, the water fighting workshop was the piece that made you really appreciate all of those basics. 
And, uh, and I totally get that because I, you know, it, it's had that, um, effect on a lot of people. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's a really powerful workshop that way for those of us who really want to be able to use the Tai Chi for self-defense. Um, and that, you know, that relaxed, uh, power and for healing and for healing both. Um, but obviously yes. water fighting, uh, workshop had a little more of an emphasis on the self-defense <laughs> as is implied. But it's the same quality is what I'm telling you, that same quality of that water like that. It's both. Yeah. But yeah, for those who want to be able to use their health and healing art, like for real self-defense and vice versa, uh, you know, the water fighting method is a really powerful workshop. And it did, it did for a lot of the people there tie together a lot of the basics in a way that made it like, Oh, that's why I was supposed to be doing this. That's where I need to get with that level of skill. If I want to use it for real. And, uh, and so, yeah, I can, I can completely appreciate that. Um, so before I let Sifu clear, could I, could I add something to that? Uh, and one of the things is, uh, you and Sifu have mentioned many times that what, basically all the martial arts evolve into when people get old is something that's very, very much like Tai Chi. It's just very relaxed and right. And it's just very relaxed and very fluid. And on YouTube, there's a series, there's this, there's this second degree black belt in Shotokan who has spent some time in Okinawa and he's training with some Okinawan fifth and sixth degree black belts, okay? And they're showing him how what he, you know, he's showing how he does it as a second degree in his early 30s and they show him the same movements as fifth and sixth degrees and it's so relaxed and so fluid, and he's struggling with it so much to make the transition. Uh, but it yeah. really validates everything you were saying about. It. I mean, it's just, it's just you can see the Shotokan movement, and then you and and the old guys can still show it, and then they show it as they're doing as six degrees, and it's it's just it's just way way like Tai Chi. So. Do me a favor, send me a link to that because that that would be interesting. Just yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that. My first Shotokan instructor, my, my first martial arts instructor was Bob Fasaro. He was the highest ranking non-Asian in the Japanese Karate Association. He used to fly over to Japan and Okinawa to get his training there because there was literally no one in the states who could give it to him. Um, and he always said, just time and time again, that if you really saw a Shotokan master and a Tai Chi master fight without like you know the average kind of lay person saw that happen they would yeah, swear they the difference. the same thing and uh and he said it repeatedly enough where it sunk in where it reinforced other lessons that i had learned you know from other people in my life and that's one of the reasons why i went looking for tai chi um at some point but this is such a just a, a beautiful demonstration yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah, because a lot of people, what they hear when they hear the master looking like the same is they go, oh, okay, so it looks the same as karate. And it's like, no, <laughs> no the karate master doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like what people think of. Right. And that's, yeah. that's, okay, I'll send you, that's I'll send the you bigger takeaway from that. Right. So it's a series. I think there are at least four videos so far, and I think he's going to go on for a few more. But it's just, it's, it's just very validating for what you've been saying all along. So. Cool. Yeah, so people would assume, well, then the Tai Chi looks like the karate, and it's more like, no, eventually no, the karate, karate looks like the Tai Chi. Like the tai Chi. And, that's what he, <laughs> and he made that point very clear. If I didn't, that's my fault, because he made that very clear, uh, my instructor. But all right. So uh, before I let Sifu Clear give his answer to this question, let me say that, um, so, there, so we've had some really great answers, and, and what I want to point out is that they all kind of tie together. I don't know if you've noticed, but the people who said like they would have worked on Zhang Ding, part of why they would have worked on the Zhang Ding was because it helps with the relaxation. The people who said they were, wanted the relaxation, part of why they want the relaxation is because it helps with team. And, be, you know, the, 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 these things, they all kind of interrelate with each other. And that's important because 
what happened to me was that Sifu Clear gave me a single exercise and it developed. And what I, what I didn't realize why, uh, why he was giving me this one exercise to do over and over and over again was because that one exercise develops all of these things in coordination with each other. It improves your Zhang Ding. It, impro- it, it By improving your Zhang Ding, it improves your structure. It gives you more qi flow and more power, and it improves your sensitivity to qi flow. In order to do any of that, you have to relax more. And so as you are... Uh, as you as you progress through the exercise and you improve your ability to really do it and you get more and more and more juice going on, your structure's improving, your relaxation's improving, your energy flow is improving, you're taking more and more of the double weighted error out of your body and out of your mind, your ting and your sensitivity to the chi and your ability to move that and manipulate that with your mind is improving. And all of the things that you should basically be thinking about as a kind of beginner Tai Chi person who's looking to graduate quickly to an intermediate and a higher level of skill are all going on in this one exercise. And so at the gathering, at the, the Tai Chi family gathering in June, I'm going to be teaching exactly what that exercise is, the way Sifu showed it to me. I'm going to be teaching you know, how and why it does all these things and how all of these things are connected together kind of through these, this single exercise. And I'm going to show all the little kind of bells and whistles that I've figured out over the years to improve my ability to do it solo and, uh, you know, both with and without a partner, let's put it that way. Um, and, uh, and to keep getting, gaining ground and to improve the exercise and to get more and more out of it as my, as my development came up. Um, and to make it make the exercise kind of more and more challenging and kind of put more into it when I was ready for it. And so I'm going to be teaching all of that at my workshop um, at the Tai Chi Family Gathering. And I hope to see you there. And I hope that you uh, that you're able to get uh, as much out of it as I did. Um, Phil, you seem pretty excited about something. <laughs> so yeah. I missed the first part of when you first saw I had stepped out for a moment. I missed the first part of your of your talk. Did you tell us what the exercise is or is that, are you holding that back for the gathering? I'm holding that back for the gathering. I can, <laughs> yeah, you need to be there. Um, I wish I could uh, explain it simply. It is a simple exercise, but there's a bit to it that I'll have to walk everybody through. Um, okay. But, uh, um, but, but once you get what the exercise is, it's just one thing and it does all of this stuff for you. And it's really kind of everything that uh, a beginner to intermediate Tai Chi person who's trying to level up fast really should be putting their time and attention into. And it covers just a lot of ground in a very, very simple exercise. So, so that's what I am going to be covering at the, at the gathering. I'm going to be teaching everybody how to do it the way I do it, you know, and all the little, the the little variations that I've kind of figured out to improve different parts of it how to do it solo, how to do it even faster and better when you do have access to a partner. Um, you know, every, everything that I can put into this into it, into an hour, um, I'm going to, and, uh, and it's, it is great. It's been really great for me. It is the foundation of a bunch of our higher level programs. Um, the, the, we have a, a, a course on chi manipulation that's called the internal power breakthrough. And basically this exercise like a kind of a stepped up crash course, sped up version of this exercise is about the first like four or five weeks of that program. Um, and so I'm not going to be able to give it to you with that amount of intensity in a single hour at the gathering, but I'm going to do my best to share what the exercise is and why it is so powerful and hopefully give you guys and I give everybody who's there an idea of like what I wish that I knew back when I started <laughs> and, and, and inspire you to really do this training fully, completely the way it was meant to be done and get everything out of it that is there to be had. Um, and so that and a whole bunch more great workshops are going to be uh, done at the Tai Chi Gathering in June. You can check that out at TaiChiGathering.com. And I encourage you to go to TaiChiGathering.com, check out the event, sign up as quick as you can. Um, hotels are filling up and space is limited. So please do that right away. Um, but, uh, 
I'm also going to give Sifu Claire a chance here to weigh in and tell us what he wishes he had worked on more when he first started his training. And I'm going to be really curious to hear this because I know that as soon as he started, he hit it hard in every way that he could. Um, and so is there something that you kind of wish you had done more or better? Or so I, I pondered the question when you're asking, so I didn't even consider giving it an answer. <laughs> and what hit me was that everything that from the beginning that I was told that exercise done well is going to deliver a lot of things more than I can even begin to tell you and you need to do that. I pretty much took that thing and all day long as I was doing whatever else I was doing, just every chance I got, I did it again and again and again and again and again and, again. and just did that from early on. So with that, something I wish I had done more of is, is kind of like I did what my teachers told me. So and that's what came to me. It's like I did what my teachers told me, and I did it like to the to the to an extreme level in a certain way, right? Standing in line somewhere. I'm sorry, what? You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to pay for this now. Okay, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah. My wife, when we were first dating, almost she almost went like, I can't go out, be going out with this guy because we'd be standing somewhere and I'd be doing whatever it is and she'd start moving away and people would be like are you two together no <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh this kind of thing and so um more hours in the day you know <laughs> uh so let me let me let me postulate something here okay would you have uh, maybe asked more about what opens up or why it opens up? I did. No, I did. You, oh, you did. You did oh, that my too. Question, then, if I had, unless, unless I had a teacher that was like no questions, which rarely happened, I was known for like I wouldn't do it in groups because groups would want to kill me. But but to the teacher, the teacher knew. Like most of my teachers, they knew if they like if I came to class, they would be like, okay, here it comes. Because it was question, 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 question. And the, they weren't just. Blowing up his phone. They weren't just um, random questions. I mean, they were specific. And I was doing the work. And there were questions about the work. And then about whatever I had been said to me or heard. So the good news is most of the time, the teacher, even if they were kind of a little bit on the, oh, man, this guy keeps asking questions. They were good to answer most of the time because it was like, that's insightful. You've been doing the work. And so then, you know, they would answer based off of that, knowing that either tweak it and tweak what I was doing or um, go, yes, it is going those places you think it goes or different, you know, whatever the answer was, depending on the thing we're talking about. Um, like that. And so that's part of where I've got, you guys know, from coming to different programs, I'll be like, yeah, ask lots of questions. But then if I start getting asked off the wall, doesn't pertain, I'm like, I'm not going to answer that right now. That's got nothing to do with this, right? That's a different thing. But if it really pertains and it's like, yeah, okay, I can see you're properly thinking about this work. I'm thrilled to answer those questions because um, that's the approach I took to it. Yeah, cool. Okay. Ask, ask the questions, get the answers, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. Ask the questions, get the answers, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. All right, so Sifu Clear would not have done anything differently, uh, but the rest well, of us. Well, I mean, so the other part of that is, is that <laughs> the one thing that did occur to me when I was thinking about it was there was information that I learned from teachers further on in my development that if I had the choice in the matter, hey, I would have been getting those lessons a lot earlier. I mean, I would love to have started the internal push hands, you know, 10 to 15 years earlier than I did. But I got it when I got it. You know, I got taught that when I got taught that. I got explained about that and understanding about that when it was being taught to me. And then I went home and from like when I first got really exposed to that aspect of the things in that way. And I worked the living daylights out of it constantly. Right. And so if somebody said, could, would I have done it more? Maybe somehow figured out how to do it when I was asleep or something. But the, uh, 
but I have done that. I will. The first internal push hands workshop I went to, I woke up pushing with my bed and I'm pretty sure the bed won, but yeah, but the, uh, but, but could I, would I have been happier? Would I, would I happier is the wrong word for it. If you said, if I could go back and manipulate the timeline without any bad repercussions coming out of it, would I have done that earlier? Of course. And that could be said for a number of things, but you know, it's, uh, but in terms of like, once I got it, not putting enough time into it, uh, that has rarely happened. Uh, most of the time I'm, and that doesn't mean I couldn't put somehow put more time into it, but most of the time it's been, I've worked the living daylights out of it. All right. Well, you, uh, you heard it here, uh, first, uh, uh, if you want to be more like Sifu clear, uh, come to my workshop and I'll, I'll fill in all the context and the details that he would have pestered the crap out of his teachers to get. Um, I'll just give it to you and, uh, and I'll give you the exercise he gave me the way he gave it to me, everything I figured out about it, uh, along the way. And hopefully you'll see that it just, it does so much for your skill in all the areas of your development that you're going to put time in and training into it every day because it becomes that valuable to you where you're, you're going to want to do it. Um, it's not, it's not really a chore when you understand what, uh, you know, what the training is opening up and making possible for you. So hopefully I can help share that. I can share that with everybody at the, at my event at the gathering. Um, last thing I'll leave everybody with just really quickly. You don't have to, um, weigh in on this if you, uh, if you don't have like a good answer, but um, just because of what we're talking about, just because the kind of the topic of the conversation today is if I knew then what I know now, is there something that you did prioritize early on or kind of try to get early on or chase down early on in your training that if you knew then what you know now, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have put so much time or attention into that thing. You would have looked at other areas of the training or or stuck with more basic stuff or whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, so I'll just let it, I'll just let anybody, if you want, if you've got an answer, if there's something that's like, no, I, I really should not have been focused on that when I was, um, raise your hand and share, share what you're thinking. Sheila wiped the sweat off her brow. I'm going to take that as an indication. She's got an answer. <laughs> I think, um, I'm, I'm very grateful for the whole process that I went through because it's what got me to where I'm at, you know? Um, but I do feel like it would have been better um, if I had had more sensitivity to energy, like not thinking so much about form and focusing more on the feeling. Um, I think that I would have, I would have progressed more quickly. But the good news is that if you're if you're watching this, you're probably doing clear Tai Chi. And if you're not, then you should be soon. You're going to get that right from the get go. <laughs> um, so very grateful for all of that. Cool. Yeah, so so, yeah, it's definitely easy as a beginner to put too much time and attention into physical V level minutia that you don't really understand yet. And if you can graduate to a kind of a chi level, even, even if it's just a, a moderate ability to just sense the energy and let the chi flow inform your knee level movements and postures. Um, it really, it really skyrockets your skill really quickly. And that is something that, it, you know, like Sheila said, it is very, very early in the training in clear Tai Chi. Uh, it's in the level one program is one of the earliest basic skills that we, you know, that we put time and attention into for for our beginners because it is that much of a difference in development for people i guess i could embellish that a little bit by saying that one of the things i really like about our system is the number of sort of uh tests that you can do for yourself this informing yourself about what's happening you know and so you don't have to depend on the teacher as much because you are testing yourself constantly for self-improvement right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the and the chi level work that you're describing there is enough is one of those great tests that is uh, that is built right into the system like that. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. Well, anybody else uh, have something they did that they were uh, that they like regret or are embarrassed about or wish they had done differently or something, Jared? You're <laughs> so uh, early in the uh, the Shaolin Kung Fu that I did when I was a kid. Um, it was just kind of learning a bunch of forms and never sparring. I, I wish we would have done more sparring or at least application work. And right. by the time I did start doing sparring, I was uh, I was just a teenager and I was going up against uh, 30 something veterans and I learned nothing until like someone actually skilled down a little bit to show me something. Yeah, sure. So that's what I wish I would have my my career would have changed early on. It was a little bit more like like Sheila said, a little bit more like proper level testing and stuff like that. Show me the way that I can test myself properly. Uh, I just say I wish I wouldn't have spent several years doing purely empty Tai Chi. <laughs> but the problem is, as a beginner, you don't necessarily know until you've met someone that's got the real stuff. And then you go, whoa. So that's about it. Yeah. All right. Anybody else? No. All right. Um, for me, I guess I will say I put uh, too much of a priority on. Um, let me let me let me let me say it a different way. Uh, when I first started my martial arts journey, I was a small, skinny, fairly weak kid, and part of the appeal of martial arts to me was the idea that I could defend myself against bigger, stronger, bullyish guys and maybe even adults um, and, you know, people who were bigger in the kind of the might made right thing um, that I could defend myself against them. And I didn't have to be the biggest, strongest guy. And so I put a lot of priority in my training on, um, on other elements of self-defense. And I, and I, and I, I never really explored how to develop my own power because I thought of myself as weak and the martial art was my answer for that. And, and so anytime anybody suggested that as a part of that martial art that I would develop more strength or power somehow, it was like, no, that's not what I want this for. And what's ironic about it is that part of why I went looking for the Tai Chi was because I knew it was this soft internal you know, art that, that you didn't have to be the biggest, strongest guy to use and that it really was designed for kind of smaller, weaker people to handle, handle bigger, stronger, maybe younger, spryer opponents. Um, and that was kind of why I went chasing it down. And it wasn't until I really found good quality, high level Tai Chi that I, that I began to appreciate the importance of power and why you would want to have a lot of power. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need big muscles but that power is a really important component. Um, and, and that, uh, I, that, that really opened things up for me in a different way because it allowed me to look at martial arts training, not just as something that I could use for self-defense, but really as a personal development art. And so, you know, I may never get into another fight for the rest of my life. And I'd be happy if I didn't, um, you know, I may never use it for that, but being able to, you know, to feel and legitimately be more powerful than I was, that's of great interest to me, whether or not I, I ever need it for a fight. Um, and so Tai Chi has really opened that up for me and allowed me to explore that and develop that in myself in a way that I, that I didn't allow myself to do earlier in my training because, um, you know, I was thinking of it differently. Um, and, I, and I wish that I had really opened that up uh, earlier and, and explored more of the, the kind of the power aspects and what I could have done when I was a younger man, still growing and developing to have built my body up better. Um, so that for me is, is kind of my earliest training regret, but you know, um, like we, you know, like, like so many of you have said, we start where we start and, uh, you know, and we get exposed to the training that we get at the point we got it. And then, you know, from there, it's what we choose to do with it. And so I have been one who, when I, when I get gems, I incorporate them and I really try to make that a part of my, my training. Um, and sometimes what you need is a little extra perspective or a little extra nudge in a certain direction 
um, and a little extra push towards like, do this one thing every day. And, uh, and sometimes that goes a long way. And so I'm going to try to, to impart all of that to you with my talk at the Tai Chi Gathering again. Sign up at TaiChiGathering.com. Um, and it's going to be a blast. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to have all the, all the, the, the banquets Sifu Clear mentioned and the panel discussion on stress relief. Um, the, the specific, uh, the, getting into specifics, not just that it does it, but how it does it. How it does it, um, how to use it to do that, how to use it to, to, to deal with different kinds of stress, different levels of stress, different causes of stress. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a great discussion. Um, there's going to be lots of play and push hands games. And obviously, you know, the regional organizers are going to be there. Um, a bunch of people from around the country and around the world are going to be joining us. It's going to be a, a smash event. We're, we're really looking forward to it. So I hope you can make it. Um, if you can, if you're interested, get on that right away because hotels and space are filling up. Um, so go to TaiChiGathering.com and you can sign up there, get your hotels booked. Um, get everything done from taichigathering.com and hopefully we'll see you there. Cool.